the other day I was uh, running and there were two fires that were happening. There's the, the, the big sand fire that was happening mm-hmm. uh, where like 11,000 acres were burning. But then there was also a giant fire that happened like less than a mile from my house. So like I went out for a run, came back and my eyes were stinging. My lungs were just full of smoke. It just was terrible, you know, because California during the summer is basically just just a tinderbox. It's just waiting for fire. And uh, it's just it's such a stark difference from Atlanta, which is basically like it's just damp always. Everything is just damp during the summer. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine how people lived here without air conditioning. How can they do it? It doesn't make any sense. One of my like biggest pet peeves of all time is when your bed sheets are slightly damp. Ah, yeah. Like just a little like you put your head down on the pillow and it feels wet. Yeah, I wouldn't have. I would not have gotten any sleep before, what, 1965, probably. <laughs> right. I would die from no sleep. I don't know how people lived. I don't, it just seems like Atlanta itself is a climate that's just constantly trying to kick people out. It's just trying mm-hmm. to convince everybody, like, listen, guys, I don't want you here. I'm going to do everything I can to keep you out of here. Why do you guys mm-hmm. keep sticking around? Mm-hmm. It's brutal. It's like northern Florida. Like, you should not be here. The environment is trying to kill you. It's trying to kill you at all times. You know, I think it's a real sign of our age that we have talked about weather for about three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that too. Well, if you think weather's boring, I've never been less excited to talk about cereal in my entire life. It's, yeah, these, the things that we're talking about today are, like, it's it's hard for me to even get an opinion about these things. This, this, these cereals. If you are drinking anything decaffeinated, if you're driving at night, I would highly recommend that you pause this and wait for a better situation. Don't listen to this podcast and operate heavy machinery is what we say. Yeah, for the one the one guy who is uh, working at a sawmill that really enjoys our podcast, just turn it off, Please, man. for the love of all that's good in life. We just... We, your pinky is not worth we it. We want you to keep all of your fingers. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well... This is Nick. And this is Paul. And this is Cereal. Cereal! Noel the other day was telling me that he keeps track of every time that you get to say cereal because... This is the second time. This is by the, the way. second time. <laughs> I keep track too. <laughs> so today we are talking about three different cereals, but in our research and our uh, discussions about topics, Nick and I have lumped them into a universally accepted topic that we like to call boring yellow cereal. It's just boring yellow cereal. That's all these th- these three cereals are. Are boring yellow cereals. We usually we come to you with a topic, and that topic is usually one cereal, one genre of cereals. You know, like shredded wheat. Like, like we did a whole thing on golden grams and s'mores and stuff. You know, we come to you with a with a cereal and a genre, and usually we have a lot to talk about with those things. But these three cereals, with nothing else in common except that they are all boring. They are all yellow and they are, I guess, all cereals. So I dug real deep on this because most of my notes are the majority of the notes are about the the food itself. I've got I got nothing on these. Are most of your notes just like repeated Z's over and over again? (laughs) Just snoring sounds? Yeah. 
Yeah, and then there's like just a whole bunch of gibberish because I fell asleep on the keyboard. <laughs> so what are what are the three? What are these three boring yellow cereals? All right, so we're gonna talk about these uh, chronologically based on when they were introduced. Okay. We have kicks. Kicks. <laughs> we have corn pops. Corn pops. Ugh. And then we have honeycomb. Uh, honeycomb. I'm just gonna. This is a little foreshadowing. It's gonna get raw on honeycomb. Raw. I'm just telling you right now. If you like honeycomb, I I seriously think you should listen. I am gonna do to honeycomb what Nick did to Pebbles. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I, yeah, we did a number on Pebbles. I also found another thing that's kind of unintentionally. These three things also share, which is very good marketing and advertising. And I think it's inherent to the fact that they are kind of crappy cereals. Like they had to. Like <laughs> they had all three of them have very memorable uh, television campaigns. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if it's just a huge coincidence or if it's the fact that these cereals are awful and we got to just sell them really hard. Got to put the hard sell on I them. think that's it. I think like just how every time that they have a new Paul Blart movie that they just like hammer everybody hard <laughs> with all the bus ads and the billboards. And there's a commercial for it every five seconds. You know, they just got to hammer you hard with, with the Paul Blart movie. Cause it's not good, but you're going to get it. You're just going to go see it because you've been convinced by the media. Otherwise, have you ever seen a Paul Blart movie? God, no. I have only seen the trailers for both of them. Sometimes you hear about a movie and you see like a trailer or a commercial and you're like, oh, that might be good. And then when you start seeing that commercial over and over mm -hmm. and over again, and then you start to get the feeling like instead of, I know that's trying to convince me, but the only thing I can think of when I see those commercials over and over again is that, oh, this movie is terrible. There's a fine line between the studios just trying to create awareness mm -hmm. versus like that, it's <laughs> that panic, it's, <laughs> right? It's like, oh my God, we have to recoup the $35 million that we paid uh, Jane Smith in this movie. <laughs> Why did we agree to give Kevin James $8 million? It doesn't make any sense. He's just on a segue the whole time. We've, we've, we've procrastinated from talking about these cereals long enough. Oddly enough, we're starting with Kicks. Kicks? Kicks was first? Oh my gosh. It Now again, the research is going to give us a slight appreciation for this cereal. Okay. Introduced by General Mills in 1937. 1937? I had no idea. That's is that that's like just after Cheerios, right? No, that's before Cheerios. Get out of here. I mean, we're talking Corn flakes, Rice Krispies, shredded wheat, kicks. <laughs> it was a bad time for cereal. Kicks. Wow. Um, now, what? Here, this is what's amazing. This was the first cereal to use the puffing process. Oh, really? It led the way for all things puffed, including Cheerios, including. Cocoa Puffs, including tricks, all of those, everything that is puffed. So basically the difference between puffing a whole grain versus this was a, a blend of grains baked and puffed through a dye. It led the way for that, man. It's like when you think of like Greek mythology 
and they made like the original people out of mud and clay. That's what that's what that, that they, these clay monsters that they made humans out of. That's that's what Kix is. And then like tricks and everything is just like regular normal people. I was going more for like a technology thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> like the first computer was right. like a Empire State Building monstrosity that had four kilobytes of memory, <laughs> which basically gave way to the you know, so if the the mainframe computer is kicks, the iPhone is re, uh, peanut butter crunch, peanut butter crunch, uh, Reese's Puffs, those kinds of cereals. Those are your uh, your MacBook Pros. Mm-hmm. And then your kicks is like a Rube's Goldberg machine powered by a hamster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And now they and now they're still trying to sell it like a DVD player. <laughs> um, so they they rode that one flavor for fifty five years. Of course they did. God. Okay. I have never tried the flavors. In fact, I think I've only had kicks maybe once or twice in my entire life, and that was enough. I bought Kicks this week for this podcast. Ooh. I bought it for the first time in my adult life. And give give us the give. You know, this is original Kicks. This is original Kicks. Okay. One box is way too big. There's oh. too much. There's too much Kicks in that box. Another thing, these three cereals share. The box Just, is so big. They're ginormous. <laughs> they're so huge. So the box is too big. I poured a. A bowl of kicks for myself. I had three spoonfuls mm-hmm. and instantly just went looking around the house looking for something that I could also put inside of this bowl of kicks. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, I'm just, it's like eating ennui. It's like eating metaphysical boredom is what it, it, it feels <laughs> like I'm eating. Is it just like a very minimally sweetened corn puff? Very minimally sweetened corn puff. Very, it, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, it's not like Rice Krispies where you eat like Rice Krispies and you sprinkle sugar on top of it because you know that's Rice Krispies thing. It's unsweetened. You add, you add the, the amount of sweetness to it. Kix is sweetened. And so you can't like, you can't put more sugar on it. It's not like you can put more. Right. You're, I'm not, I'm not looking for an extra sweetener. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for a flavor. I'm looking for a taste. Yeah. And so like, luckily I had some of those uh, Annie's berry bunnies left over and I was able to pour some of those in there. Nice. But you gotta cut it with something. Got, you got you you gotta <laughs> cut that kicks. You gotta cut that kicks with something. So in 1992, they roll out berry kicks. That I have had, and that is actually not bad. Oh, good. So is it kind of like the Annie's? Exactly. That's okay. kind of what the Annie's did for me. The berry bunnies kind of made it berry 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 kicks or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that that actually is not bad at all. It's the original kicks that is like eating on we. Okay, and then 2009. They came out with honey kicks. That I have not had. Interesting. I've seen, no, we talk a lot about shelf space. Mm-hmm. Those two are definitely top shelf. They're, those are out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> yeah. I don't really know where kicks, I feel like kicks is way up there though. Kicks is up high. Yeah, maybe kicks is up high. Uh, it's, when I think of the cereal aisle, like you, you close your eyes and you look at the cereal aisle in your mind's eye. Kix is nowhere on that cereal aisle. Mm-hmm. Like you see, you can see the tricks. You can see I'm I'm closing my eyes right now. I see tricks. I see peanut butter crunch. I see Captain Crunch. I see Cocoa Puffs, Fruit Loops. Kix is nowhere to be found. Nah, nah. You have to really look for it nowadays. You really do. Um, do you remember the tagline for Kix? That 
I mean, I think everybody knows it, yeah. right? Well, it, it, especially because it's a conspiracy. Kids, <laughs> kid tested, mother approved. Never said it was. That, never said it was kid approved. Nope. Just said <laughs> it just said that they tested it on the kids. The kids go out and like, "Mom, this is gross," and mom's like, "You're gonna like, you're gonna eat it, and you're gonna like it." Yeah, kid ate it, didn't die, passed the test. <laughs> I always wanted to try it as a kid because the commercial sold it so well. Yeah, it would be like two kids. Okay. So if you haven't seen the commercial, here's the one that sticks in my mind. Do you remember on Sesame Street when they would have just like a low ledge or wall and the Muppets would walk up and lean on the wall? <laughs> yeah. So you've got like a countertop, you've got the, the cereal, and you've got like a an older brother and a younger brother. And we're talking probably like seven and five. Mm-hmm. And the younger one's like, what you eating? He's like, it's cakes, can't you tell? Has it got sugar on it? No. Is it good? Yeah, very good. And his, the way he's crunching it, it's like... Mm-hmm. And it was just like supposed to convince me that like it was so good. And I was like, it really worked. I always wanted to try it. My, my mom was like, no, we're not going to get that. I mean, that it makes sense. It adds up. Like, what were we talking about? We're talking about Captain Crunch. And like, they were... It's scientifically engineered for kids like it. And they're like, mm-hmm. kids like Crunchy. So just like, make sure that they just crunch that cereal right into the mic. Yep. Here's something that's very cool and sort of indicative of the times, but also goes back to a, a previous topic we've had. Kix used to be kind of a badass cereal, and here's why I say that. In the 1940s, Kix offered the Lone Ranger Atom Bomb Ring Spinthroscope. What the heck is a spinthroscope? I am not a scientist. Sure. I couldn't really figure it out, but basically what it is, it, it was a ring. Mm-hmm. That had an atomic bomb, like a little atomic bomb on it. It was 15 cents plus a box top. And a spinthoroscope is a device that you use to watch um, like a nuclear disintegration. So basically, this ring had a little bit of polonium in it, which is a radioactive element. And you would take the... So think of like a bomb or like a rocket. And you've got like the bomb portion and then like the... The tail fins kind of thing uh-huh. was red. You'd take that off and you could look inside the bomb in the dark and you would see the polonium disintegrating and it would be like phosphorus. It would light up. They were giving kids radioactive elements. <laughs> and there was a big thing, like totally safe. It was a very small amount. But how awesome is that? It can't be totally safe. Of course not. I mean, they used to do stuff like this all the time. They, um, they, what you're telling me is that free inside this box is cancer. Oh, unadulterated, 100% cancer. They just, and they just gave away you to cancer put it for free. As, we want you to put it as close to your eye as possible. <laughs> yeah. And that sort of led me down this black hole of radioactive toys that they used to have like in the 30s and 40s. Because you could get these um, like phosphorus type activity from it. So they'd have like a laser blaster. They'd have this or that. Yeah, it was amazing. Why did we hate our children so much? <laughs> I think it's it's the idea. I'm telling you, in 20 years, they're going to be like, people used to put their cell phone in their pocket. <laughs> uh, no wonder everyone's sterilized. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just I don't think people realize. It's sort of like vaping. <laughs> it's like this is. This is incredible. We can make money off of it. Is it bad? Ah, we'll figure it out as we get there. <laughs> right. Oh. The other thing I found out is Kix mm-hmm. is also an 80s rock band from Maryland. <laughs> Sweet. 
Oh, yeah. Super, super 80s. <laughs> Throwing off those search results? Oh, yeah. Just, and they were, they're kind of like uh, Poison Motley Crue-ish. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So you could splice in some cold-blooded for me. <laughs> you know, rock into the next segment. <laughs> I'm ready to get out of kicks. All right, let's get out. Do you, do you have anything else you want to put in? I mean, there's nothing else. I mean, what else do you say? It's it's a it's a it's a lightly sweetened corn. I mean, the logo on the box is a cob of corn. How much more boring can you get? <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'm done with kicks. What, what, what's okay. next? What's next? Corn pops. Corn pops. Uh, introduced in 1950 by Kellogg's. Very similar to. Smacks and Golden Crisp. It's basically puffed corn instead of puffed wheat. It's got that very shiny, glossy coating. Yeah. That doesn't absorb milk at all. <laughs> no, it does not. No. Uh, the other thing about Corn Pops is that it, I mean, it comes in that foil bag. Yep. Which I assume is to keep it from becoming stale. You're, you're absolutely right. And that's what the, the other puffed wheat ones do as well, because they're so prone to becoming stale. So they're so prone to becoming stale that I'm not actually sure I've ever had like a fresh corn pop before. I don't know because they all kind of taste stale to me all the time. So I might have, I might just never know what actual corn pops are supposed to taste like. Corn pops, golden crisp, always kind of stale. Yeah. And it's one of those things. It's like, is it supposed to be stale? It's like a, <laughs> like fish, right? It's like, is it supposed to smell like this? Or is it, is it, is it safety? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, some fish just smell fishy, and that's they're, they're supposed to smell like that. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe corn bops is always supposed to stay stale. It's always supposed to be a little rubbery. We, we just don't know any better. I think what we need to do is buy a box of corn pops, get a variety pack size of corn pops, and then get those, like, peel top cup and figure out which one is the freshest. And then that's what you stick with. <laughs> <laughs> and if they all taste the same, then I think that's just how it tastes. Yeah, that's just how it tastes. Or, and then you find some kind of artisan craftsman uh, in, in some in whatever hipster neighborhood that is near you. And maybe mm -hmm. you get some some artisan corn pops and you, and you taste those and you see if those actually taste. You know, it comes right off the line. You just scoop them right off the, the line that they make them and then just shove them in your mouth. Like they're just popping them. Yeah. One after another. Yeah. It's just like there's one at a time individually popped. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they're like that in in, uh, in Battle Creek. I wonder if they uh, if there's just like a giant vat, like it looks like a popcorn popper, and and it, that's how they just pop the corn. That's how that's how they make the corn pops. And it just pops up, and you just kind of like scoop your hand into the through the air, and you catch as many as you can, and then you eat it. And it might be a revelation. It might be that's the thing is that at Kellogg's they eat the they they eat the corn pops fresh. And it's delicious. Yeah. Like, it's the best thing you've ever had in your life. By the time they get it, you know, they get it out all over the country. America is a big place and they mm -hmm. have to try to get it out everywhere. And, you know, it just gets it, it's going to be stale by the time it gets out to everywhere in the country. So maybe Kellogg's just doesn't know any better. Maybe they don't know. Yeah. People haven't really said anything, so they don't know. Yeah. People. This is this is us talking about it. This is us bringing it to the mainstream, to the forefront. Kellogg's. Your cereal stale. Yeah, the cereal is just not good. I think it plays better dry than with milk, though. Maybe, yeah, maybe. I feel like that, you know, we just talked about the, like, milk can't get through that, that candy coating. But, mm -hmm. like, 
I feel like that pops does get soggy after a while. It does. Well, I mean, yeah, of course it, and it it bloats to a point like, you know, a (laughs) a soggy, a soggy shredded wheat is still edible. Soggy lucky charms, still edible. Soggy corn pops. That's fruity pebbles level. Yeah. It goes (laughs) from, it turns into wet packing peanuts. Like there's no, there's not a decline. It's just edible to mush. It's, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's trying to get into that sludge market. It's trying. There must be a market for sludge. It's trying to edge its way into that sludge market, but Fruity Pebbles is always number one. They've had a couple of uh, pretty strong campaigns. Mm. They were they sponsored the Adventures of Wild Bill Hickok, which was a '50s TV show. Oh my! Pretty exciting. Yeah, I want westerns to come back. I think. I it, mean, I think we've tried. We've tried. I think it's time for westerns to come back. And I feel like a, a lot of the modern westerns that have been made, I feel, were really good mm-hmm, for sure. But I just, I wish it would come back. I wish they would do western TV shows. I wish they would do more movies. I want like five westerns a year, and two to three of them are okay. But there's like one or two that are solid every year. Yeah. We um, what we need is another lonesome dove. <laughs> Okay, I'll take that for starters. Yeah, I mean, the but, thing is, like, if if we're if we're nineties right now, if if uh, if we're recycling a lot of nineties stuff these days, Lonesome Dove is right up in there. Uh, Briscoe County Junior also right up in there. Maybe a new Quigley movie. Maybe a new. Oh, I mean, what's Tom Selleck doing? <laughs> Tom, what's he doing? Blue Bloods is done. Get Quigley to do one more. <laughs> get a, get Channing Tatum to to you hand the reins over in the movie. <laughs> Um, what is that Western that's like two and a half hours long, but it's really good and it's got a bunch of famous people in it? It's from like the 80s or 90s. God, I'm the worst. <laughs> It'll come to me. See, the joke answer would be quickly down under, but I can't think of... I, we already <laughs> talked about quickly. A quickly rides again, obviously. <laughs> Nailed it. Um, quickly in 3D. So then in the, <laughs> quickly in 3D. That mustache is badass. Yeah, no joke. Uh, in the 60s, Woody Woodpecker was your spokesman for... Corn pops. Woody Woodpecker is everywhere. Then, oh man, yeah. these now these commercials were great. Mm-hmm. The '90s commercials for pops. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I feel like the, the the commercials in the '90s were like some of the most '90s things. Mm-hmm. There were the ones where it would have the Jaws theme in the background, and the kids would be freaking out that they weren't going to have their pops for breakfast or whatever. Yeah, so they'd be like, they'd be sold out or you locked your keys in the car and the pops were stuck in there um, or like your brother ate it all. There was one where like this guy is buying the mini box from a vending machine at high school and it gets stuck in the, the coil. This isn't happening. I want my Kellogg's corn pops. And then like the jocks come up behind him. You need an instruction manual? Chill, okay? <laughs> Oh, man. And the kids are freaking out. They're like, oh, my God, I'm not going to get my pops. Oh, that delicious, sweet, flavorful popcorn flavor. And I'm not going to make it. And then, and then and then it would all work out right at the end. Great. Works every time. <laughs> oh, it was so good. And there are some famous people in these commercials. Oh, like who? There was one where it's two brothers. The older brother is Sean Patrick Flannery. <laughs> and the younger brother is Paul Walker. <laughs> Same commercial. Do you want some toast on a stick? Very funny. <laughs> and then there was another one 
where they're at like a convenience store and it's that redhead girl that was in The Wizard. Oh, Jenny Lewis? But I'm stuck in the woods on some stupid family vacation and that little weasel took the last box. Ah! Yeah. Then there was also with Pops, there was a time when like they would explode out of the O. Uh-huh. Always wanted it because of that too. <laughs> that that snagged you. The, 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 por- the Pops coming out of the O, that was enough for you. It's so good, it's explosive. <laughs> that's all I could think of, is I want that cereal. That, I would say, of the three, that's probably the the most, that's the best of these three, I think. Really? Oh, yeah. That's interesting. We'll have to talk about that later, but mm. oh, okay. There's been a couple flavors, but to be honest, I haven't seen them. Yeah, I've heard that there's like a peanut butter pops flavor. Yeah, there's a chocolate peanut butter pops, which came out in 07. Which I've I've never seen that before. Never seen I would seen have tried that, that instantly. I'm assuming the box color is like the old light brown M&M before they discontinued it. Uh-huh. And then in 2012, they released cinnamon corn pops. Where is that? I would eat that. No idea. There's no that, idea. There's no way that exists. Or even just, yeah, I've never seen them. I can only assume. I bet the chocolate peanut butter is passable. I bet the cinnamon's pretty good. It depends. If the cinnamon is baked in. Or if they try to lace that shellac with the cinnamon. Ugh, yeah, no, it's got to be baked in. Has to be, because it'll it'll rinse away. Yeah, you're left with a, a tasty milk that's filled with bogged down bloated cereal. Mm-hmm. If you just leave it long enough, you could just uh, drink the liquid and it'd be like a smoothie. Yeah. Oh, that sounds terrible. That sounds like the worst idea. I'm good with pops. <sighs> okay, let's move on. Okay. <sighs> Honeycomb. Honeycomb! Introduced by Post in 1965. Yeah, uh, yeah, 1965. I, uh, you know, we go through a lot of dates for cereals a lot, and I think feel like 1965 is the first time that like you told me that that's when the cereal was introduced, and I was like, yeah, that's about right. That that seems that seems about when a honeycomb would come around. Yeah, you think corn pops? You thought it was a newer cereal? Yeah, I did. I thought yeah. I thought that was like I, I, honestly, if you were to ask me, I thought I thought it would like it was born in a pod in like 1987. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right next to the first test tube baby. Yeah, exactly. But it was like, we create, we, we have a person who was fertilized in a test tube. And you're like, yeah, but I figured out how to make puff corn cereal. <laughs> I made the like, first corn pop. <laughs> oh my God. And they throw the test tube baby like against the back of the tray. <laughs> Let's go get some milk. Um, so honeycomb is corn cereal shaped into a honeycomb. With honey flavor. So it's just honey flavor in it. Yeah. It's uh, gluten-free, which I guess is something. That's that's something. <laughs> <laughs> it's not nothing. It's not nothing. Nick, tell me about Honeycomb, man. Honeycomb, first of all, is in the largest box I've ever seen in my life. Like, yep. it's basically, a, like, it's almost a sarcastic amount of Honeycomb that they, they, they give you. Uh, it's, it's like a joke. It's a novelty. We were talking about in the cereal prices episode, we were talking about how you could fit like a shoe in there. Uh, it's it's just such a big box. So much, so much cereal. But, you know, I'm actually I'm surprised to hear you say that of these three cereals, that this one is your least favorite. Oh, because this is probably of these three cereals, my favorite of, of them all. Mm. It's uh, you know, I feel like that it sits well in milk. I feel like that it's got like. A unique flavor to it. If you know, it's still boring and bland, but you know, it's of the uh, at least of these three, it's got a more unique flavor of it. Now that's to say, yeah, the last time I had honeycomb was uh, was when I was in college mm-hmm. and I couldn't afford anything. You know, because they give you a you know seven pounds of honeycomb for like two fifty. So yeah, 
I have a test or a sort of a habit that I do with cereal. Mm. I take it out of the pantry, I open it up, and I just take a handful and eat it right away. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's tough. Honeycomb's not one of those cereals you can do that with. Mm. First of all, it sucked all the moisture out of my mouth. Definitely. It's like cotton. Oh, boy. So I bought this, and mind you, this is the first time I've ever had honeycomb in my life was for this show. Oh, wow. So I bought the only box they had, which was about three and a half feet tall. <laughs> but it was only like 275. Right. It's, brought it. It's like the size yeah. of, a, of a small toddler. Yep. And it came with a child. It was the free gift with four box tops. <laughs> I, t- I opened it up. I took a handful. And the way you feel about corn pops, it just tasted stale. And it was brand new. Mm-hmm. It was within the date. It just tasted terrible. It does do that. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. So already I was like, oh boy. So that was that night. Next morning, got up, put, I'm, I'm a, if we're talking serving size of cereal, I'm probably two and a half servings per bowl. Mm-hmm. This was half a serving. This was maybe like eight pieces of cereal. <laughs> put the milk on it. And Nick, I tell you, it was terrible. <laughs> You described this. It's like a harrowing experience for you. Oh, my God. It was so disappointing. That's the word. It was disappointing. Nah, that's too bad. I ate some. And you know what I did? Hmm. I threw the whole box away. You threw the whole box away. There was maybe one cup missing from the box. Wow. And I'm like, this is gone. There's not enough honey flavor. Mm -mm. The texture is like... So when my nephew was really young and they get kids started on solid foods, they have like these like puff snacks. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to help myself to any type of snack that's available. So when he wasn't looking, I ate some. Mm -hmm. They're like wagon wheels. Yeah. These tasted like that. These tasted like stale baby snacks. (sighs) Yeah. It's rough. Not good. Not good. No. And that's the thing is like, you know, I feel like that uh, within a single box of honeycomb, there are several stages of freshness. Because there's so many honeycomb in there. It's like, you know how Starbucks coffee tastes a little more burnt than other places' coffee? It's because they have they burn all the beans because they have to import so many beans in order to, to supply all of their Starbucks that mm. they end up over-roasting the beans so that they can cover up the bad beans that they end up having to buy in order to... to to uh, fill out the quantity that they have to buy. Interesting. Just like the origins of blended whiskey. Oh, is that right? I believe so, yeah. It was cheaper because you would get, you know, you could cut basically the good stuff with some of the less expensive stuff. And if one was in short supply, you could overcompensate with a different one. Oh, interesting. It sounds right. Yeah. Sounds right to me. (laughs) Done. Yeah, it's good. Next. Uh, It's, you know, believings are facts. So... Uh, yeah, so it's like Starbucks where they have to over roast in order to um, to compensate for the for the bad beans, and uh, and so every bean gets over roasted. Uh, honeycomb is like that, except that they don't have any you know they don't have any kind of way to like make good honeycomb taste more stale or make stale honeycomb taste better. So they just mix in the stale honeycomb with the fresh honeycomb. And then you get like a like a mediocre value of honeycomb in the middle, somewhere in the middle. I mean, if you can't guarantee a non-stale cereal in today's world, I don't even know why they even make it anymore. I, you know, I don't either. I don't know how it's still. I, I, I don't know anybody that eats the cereal and I don't yeah. know anybody that uh, I don't know anybody that buys it. I don't know who I mean, other than like I said, other than people that 
yeah, maybe, you know, you want cereal, but you can't necessarily afford it um, because and you get so much for so little. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, those are, that's the only, that's the only arena. And I feel like that our, our working class and our, our working poor don't deserve that. They deserve better no, than that. They deserve much better. This is America. And we should, and we should be treating people, we should be treating all peoples with the same level of respect. And that level of respect comes with having a better cereal than Honeycomb. I, I can't imagine. Vote Nick Campbell 2016. <laughs> make, make cereal great again. <laughs> yeah. Before we get to the commercials, Paul, I've got a quiz for you. Okay. It's a pop quiz. Pop quiz hotshot. <laughs> it's a pop quiz on the mascots of, uh, of these three boring yellow cereals. Okay, now, just in all fairness, I have done a little bit of research, sure. but... Okay. So if I know the answer, I'm going to just say it. That's fine. I'm gonna. Okay. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the name of a character, okay. and you give me the cereal to which it belongs, that that character was advertised for, to which it belongs. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking away from my notes. Okay, here we go. We're going to start off super easy. Okay. Kixie and Nixie. Kicks? That's Kicks, correct. Okay. We have the Whippersnapper. The Whippersnapper. Uh, Pops? That one is Pops. That one is Pops. That one's Pops. The Craver. Oh, that's that creepy honeycomb thing. <laughs> it's like a, a, a Monchichi on PCP. <laughs> it's so weird looking. It's weird that the children transform into it. That's the other weird mm-hmm. part about it. Yeah. Okay. It's like those bugs that look like a fuzzball when they're in like that like the pupa stage of their life or something. <laughs> but it's huge and it eats terrible cereal. <laughs> okay. Okay. Rootin' tootin'. Is that pops? That is corn pops. That is corn pops. Okay. Clyde the beatnik. <laughs> um kicks. That one is kicks. Yeah, that one is kicks. And we'll do one final one. Booby. Oh, this is this is for the car. Booby. Booby. Booby is his name. And Corn Pops is his game. Kicks is his game. You lose the car. You lose everything. Oh, oh no! He hit the whammy. But you get a consolation prize. Johnny, tell him what he won. Well, Nicholas, he won a lifetime supply of honeycomb cereal. <laughs> It's the delicious cereal with the honey taste in your favorite shape. A lifetime supply, by the way, means five boxes a week for the rest of your natural life. And don't worry if you kill yourself. We'll send it to your next of kin. Back to you, Nicholas. Thanks, Johnny. So, uh, Paul, that's what you get. You get a lifetime supply of honeycomb for you and uh, your lineage all the way down for the next 100, 200 years. Because honeycomb lasts forever. Is there any way I could take the cash value? <laughs> it's, a, it's like $5, I think. Uh, I will take it. (laughs) So I saw that there was a strawberry flavor of honeycomb because of this one commercial I saw that was probably the most violent honeycomb commercial I've ever seen in my life. Are there any other flavors of honeycomb? Uh, You mentioned the strawberry. There's a couple other flavors. I haven't seen any of these flavors anywhere. In the store. Honestly, we've talked about other other than the Berry Berry Kicks. I have not seen any other flavors of any of these boring yellow cereals anywhere yeah. ever. 
So they have strawberry, they have chocolate, and they have cinnamon blasted. See, a cinnamon blasted one might be all right. It might be. Because that one, you could actually get some uh, cinnamon toast crunch powder. Yeah. Although, um, I mean, they, I, would, I would hope, I would hope, Paul, that they would at least, at least treat us with as much respect as to put a swirl on there so we can see the flavor. Yeah, because I don't know if it's there or not. I don't not. know if it's there or not. I mean, it's the flavor. I mean, if, the, if it's, there's no flavor swirl on there, how do I know the flavor's there? And why is it cinnamon blasted? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not. None of the other ones are like strawberry blasted, chocolate blasted. This one's cinnamon blasted. Why? Like strawberry, yeah, strawberry coated, yeah. chocolate frosted, cinnamon blasted. Cinnamon blasted? It seems very violent. It seems like it's like a sandblaster, but it's cinnamon sugar. Uh huh. Now that's something. It's not nothing. That's an idea right there. Mm-hmm. Bad part, you're getting sandblasted. Good part, cinnamon <laughs> it's sugar. Cinnamon sugar. So, are we done? Is that, is that all the boring cereal? <laughs> yes. Thank goodness it's over. Oh boy, boring yellow cereal, guys. Thank you guys for listening to the Super Cereal Podcast. You can uh, download our podcast from the place that whichever place that you downloaded it from originally in order to listen to this. But you can also get us on SoundCloud, on iTunes, on uh, Google Play Music, and also uh, Stitcher if you're into that sort of thing. I don't know anybody that is into that sort of thing, but if you are, you can get us there. And you can follow us uh, on on social medias. Let's see, what we what are we on, Nick? We're on Facebook. Facebook, definitely. We are on Twitter. We are on the Twitter. We are on Tumblr. Yes. Barely. We I, we, we could be on Tumblr a little more. We could be tumbling a little bit better. Yeah, we could be doing that a little um, more. Did I already say Instagram? We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're, yeah, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, and Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on Tumblr as a Super Serial Podcast. And we're on Twitter as Super Serial Pod. Uh, send us a message. Why don't you? <sighs> Any final thoughts about these boring yellow cereals before we go? I hope I never have to talk about them ever again. <laughs> <laughs> it's so sleepy. They're so so sleepy cereals. Like I mean, I feel tired. Yeah, these because... these are cereals that are they are meant for actual babies. Like because mm-hmm. you can't give like a baby a Fruit Loop that will make them wired and might like give them epilepsy if they if they have uh, Fruit Loops too young. You need to you need to start slow. You can't you can't start them on Rice Krispie Treat cereal. They they'll never they'll never ne- learn to love. They'll never know how to love anyone else. <laughs> you know, that's maybe that's who's buying this. Is parents for their children, for their tiny babies? I mean, that's not a bad, that's not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that we'll continue to say about these cereals that we think are not very good. They have longevity. Yeah. I mean, they're, Kix is probably going to outlast Tiny Toast. I mean, let's be realistic here. If we go by the math... Mm-hmm. These cereals are going to outlast Tiny Toast and whatever they come out with in, you know, 2028, if President Trump allows us to have new cereals. Here's the thing, guys. Here's, the, here's what you need to consider. Kix is going to outlast you. Mm-hmm. You're going to die someday and Kix will still be around. <laughs> that got super weird super fast. I mean, I think we should end this on a downer. <laughs> it's fair. Uh, well again thank you all for listening to uh, the Super Zero Podcast I'm Nick I'm Paul and this has been Serial Boring Yellow Serial Serial